Cold days like this are cruel. You cough, you splutter, so does your car. Its battery dead, killed by an icy claw. Will anyone stand up to winter? Yes, you. Come to Halfords. We fit new batteries on the spot from just £15. And we're open late, seven days a week. Find your local store now at halfords.com. Ready for the cold snap? Ready for anything. Halfords, for life's journeys. Batteries sold separately, selected vehicles only. In most stores, opening times vary. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. I gotta keep some semblance of order here. They can never take away the fact that I've been the champion. And his tag team partner, former ECW heavyweight champion, Jerry Lynn. You might hear guinea pigs in the background occasionally. And your referee for this podcast, Mike Freeland. It's in your contract in this show that you have to curse at least 10 or 12 times a minute. This is Front Row Material. Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears. And if you can't handle that fact, get your chunky ass back to that concession stand and sell some snow cones. Sick, I got a tummy ache, I don't know what the hell's going on, my hands are cold, I never get cold, I'm a fat person, we sweat a lot, it's just what we do. But, uh, yeah, not good. Tummy ache. Tummy ache, drinking on a Jets mug. He's got a tummy ache and he goes tinky. Okay, hold on. I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had such a tummy ache. It was coming up both ends. I was fucking taking out, taking out my ass. Oh no! That's how bad this shit was. Gross. Holy cow, Jerry! I didn't, I didn't know that's going to get remembered. I mean, taking a tink, but uh, I guess it's uh... every now and then the Alzheimer patients have moments of clarity where they remember these weird, random things. So, did everybody have a nice holiday? We talked about this last week. Oh well, huh? well. It's officially it's officially now after Christmas. We're recording after Christmas. Right. We we killed the we we killed the whole gimmick when we uh was it Jerry that killed Jerry the gimmick killed or was it? Yeah, I blew it. Thank thanks a lot okay. there. Uh it was his turn. I killed the spinning of the wheel gimmick. It's, it's okay. Kayfabe don't exist anymore. It doesn't chilla chilla palti, chicoffee, chilla coffee. <laughs> wow, brother. Right here with Chilicotti, dude. <sighs> it's good to hear your voices. I'm glad. I'm glad, and and I got to talk to you both of you uh, on on Christmas, which was very nice. We got to express and share our uh, our gratitude for one another, which was very nice. It was it was very enjoyable. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. It's not not my cup of tea. Well, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Great. I'll never <sighs> ask, was it good for you, Mikey? Oh, you know it was good for me, Whoa. baby. Whoa. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I just, I, I never, I, I don't know. The same thing with the fucking New Year's thing. Hey, happy New Year's. Fuck you. I still got to go work tomorrow. I still got to fucking pay bills. So happy New Year, my ass. It's the same shit. Just one year closer to death. You know what my tradition, Christmas tradition Holy was for shit. years? Before I got married this last time was to go sit in a bar on Christmas night and have a few drinks. That's that sounds like that sounds like my type of evening. I, I would have a, I'd have a couple of drinks on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Christmas Eve would be to anticipate the birth of Christ, celebrating that. Christmas Day to actually celebrate the birth. Yeah. New Year's Eve, 
And don't forget Thanksgiving. Oh, you know what the fucking, you know what the worst thing about Thanksgiving is? What's that? My aunt will do a thing. We have to go around the table saying what you're thankful for. Oh, oh that, that's the worst. For some anxiety, that's the freaking worst. Give me some of your answers. Well, I say the old usual. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for this. But it's just saying it because that's what you say. Hold on. I'm calling a fucking timeout here. Hold on. You don't like New Year's because it's one year close to death. <laughs> right. First of all, I'm right. glad we're coming out of the gate and just raring with positivity. By I'm the pos- way, I'm seg- positive that 2019, I will be one year closer to death than I was in 2018. So that I'm very positive. I thought I was way closer today because I'm, I'm pushing this uh, hip surgery to the limit. It's starting to hurt worse and worse. And we were getting some bad weather in this afternoon. So today at work. I was hurting. Oh, it was hurting so bad. I could tell the bad weather's coming. And I said to one of my coworkers, he's about my age. I said, do you ever have those days where you feel like you're getting close to dying? <laughs> he said, yes. Hold the fuck on. I'm, I'm going to completely interrupt this, this festive mood we're actually setting here for well, all of our I'm, wonderful I'm, listeners. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood. It sounds like Jerry's in a good mood. I'm good mood. That's upset. I'm just being real. Right. No. Uh, you know. Considering the fact that I'm a wrestler in his 50s, I'm doing pretty well. I should have been dead many times in my 20s and 30s. This is true. Me too. That's why I tell people I'm 52. What are you really? 45. Only 45. Yeah. But this way, when I'm, they go, oh, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So when I tell them I'm 55 and they go, oh, you look good. They're just being kind. Right. See, I know I look like shit. I just tell them I'm, I just age myself years anyway, just because. Uh, this segment of the program is brought to you by Paxil. Make sure you take at least two doses before you listen to the show. No. What do we need Paxil what is, for? Yeah, what's Paxil? Paxil is an antidepressant. I tell you what, guys. I am. I am. You, well, Jesus goodness. I got the stomach flu. <laughs> I got the shits. I'm looking to turn to you guys to have a little comic relief tonight. And all you guys talk about is one step close to time. <laughs> Fuck New Year's. I can't wait to take the goddamn tree down. My dog's balls. Oh, this, it's like, come on. Oh, this tree is down. Oh, I took mine down Christmas night. Oh, he beat me. I was so pissed. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> let me explain uh we don't have a very big living room or a house for that matter so we needed the room what what did you do with it beforehand the tree yeah what was there beforehand uh the front window <laughs> you need, you need for the window no i had to push my chair over and my little side table over closer to the front myself. door do you have like a lazy boy recliner yeah but it's it's it? not not a very good one and it's not, it's not the gimmick that lifts you up no oh thanks so <laughs> <laughs> pushes well, you into the seat of spinning position we have been we've been talking about we need some new furniture soon we've had this furniture for quite a while and it's getting wore out so i should look into those really i had one <laughs> and? well the next, door, the next door neighbor died so we took hers <laughs> and i'll tell you what this thing was great fire that son bitch up push a little <laughs> yeah great oh. Yeah, pretty soon I'll be hitting those years where I'll be having to ride one of them little rascals at the mall or something. You should do it now. You know, Actually, you know, after my first hip replacement, I was at a grocery store and I rode one of those little like, carts around with the big basket in front. How was it? It was horrible. I can't believe how rude people are. I think everyone should have to 
pretend like they're handicapped for a day and see how rude everyone is. Well, you know why people are rude? Because this might sound negative, but everybody no. that rides everybody that rides those cards are big fat people. This is true. They're well, big sacks of ass. That's They're lazy. You had a legitimate need for the cart, but this this little regular cart thing has a very negative connotation. It shouldn't really. Well, if it wasn't abused, the or the person driving it, because I felt abused. <laughs> well, half the people ride these carts that the cart was been abused. Oh yeah, that's true. I was watching the show yesterday. The the my six hundred pound life. Oh yeah, we watched that. Yes, I love watching that show. You're anorexic compared to that. That's what I mean. Like I'm gonna. I mean, look, I I understand getting fat, but when you get to the point where you're 700 pounds, hold it. There's some that that's not there. There's some mental issues there. Of some I always kind. I always think at like 300 pounds, wouldn't you say I better start doing something? Jerry, I said that. I said 200. I said that at 210. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're getting fat. You blew some weight, so your clothes fit. Nope, I just buy new clothes. <laughs> that that fit. <laughs> <laughs> avoid avoid the situation at all costs no I, when i watch that show and i see these people lose two three hundred pounds i go well hold i on. have no hold i on. have no hold on what all my kids are still awake just keep them quiet <laughs> my wife said all my kids are still awake i said well you better keep them quiet all right aren't they on christmas and break she just still? said i'll kick your fucking ass she's <laughs> Yes, they're on Christmas break. Till, that might not be a bad January 2nd. Well, then why do they have to go to bed right now? I it's have not things even to do. They need to keep their mouth shut and get sleep and go to bed. You rule with an iron fist, don't you? I do. No, the, the reason is because, yes, they're on break. But if I let them go to all out of whack and screwed up, what's going to happen is, come Tuesday night, they have to get up for bed, up for school the next morning. Getting in the bed is going to be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And there's Parker, who's two, who doesn't, ooh, he's pushing my nerves. He's really pushing those buttons. Well, two's nothing compared to three. I had to put him in his car seat the other day. The little bugger became like a human surfboard. Like I could not get him in the seat. <laughs> I could not get his, I could not get his body to bend in half. Wait. <laughs> so he stayed stiff as a board, huh? He, yeah. I, I oh. could not too sold, I could not bend this kid. I'm going, man, I'm getting weak. Should have used that strategy in your matches, huh? I should have. <laughs> Go up stiff. <laughs> you, you know the people who have who have the like the neck injuries and when they hit the, their body goes stiff, it kind of tightens up, all the nerves kick in. Have you seen this? <clears throat> well, mine it would just uh shoot like a really bad electrical shock down my arm. It would like paralyze my arm for about five seconds. See, every time I get hit in the face with a clutch, every <laughs> time <laughs> I would get this. <laughs> Followed by immense pain shooting down my arms. That's because the clutch is still attached to your head. It is. I told you. It's now a cochlear implant. Inside <laughs> my head. Did you say cock? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> uh, he said cock. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that reminds me of a story. Uh, one of Annabelle's friends at school, her parents invited us over for a barbecue. And there's a, a couple other sets of parents did, did, over. Did they make you bring something? Uh, no, actually. But I usually, fucking hate that. <laughs> you cheap bastard. <laughs> well, I'm going to invite me over. I'm going to bring something. I'll stay home. Thank you very much. Well, uh, there's a, a few couples there with all the kids swimming in the pool and stuff. And 
uh, she's a hairstylist and he is a sheriff and they're from East Tennessee and they moved here to mid Tennessee. And, uh, so I just asked him, you know, Hey, where are you from? Whatever. And he said, cock County. And I just started giggling and her and her husband both look at Pam and go, what's he laughing at? And Pam just without even blinking, just goes, you said cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. They didn't bat an eye. Oh no. She knew I was laughing right away. That, that reminds me of that, that scene from, uh, you, t- you tell the story about, you know, people that were there and they're like a hairdresser about from, uh, Ghostbusters with Lewis Tully, which having that party. Yes. It says, mm-hmm. Hey everybody, this is Ted Nett Fleming. Ted has a small cleaning business in receivership. After all the salaries <laughs> they bought us two years ago. They got fifteen thousand left in the house at eight <laughs> percent. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good movie. Nice doggy. Maybe I got a milk bone. What was his name? Rick Moranis? Miranda's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's hilarious. All those guys in Second City TV are great. Did you read in the news that they actually have created a device? I'm not sure who did this. I think it was MIT that can actually shrink things down now. So, like, say you have your cell phone, you point this thing at it, and it can shrink it down to like just millimeter size. What? Yeah, you're going to have to look it up on the interwebs. It's, uh, I think it was MIT. In fact, let me pull it up as you guys well, talk. Keep that thing away from my Johnson. I need all the help I can get. Can they <laughs> enlarge things? Oh Does God. it have a reverse button? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have a feeling this the, the name of the show needs to either change to Dirty Old Wrestlers or, or, or Grumpy Old Wrestlers? Because you guys have just gone on so far this episode. Or Dying Old Wrestlers. <laughs> Okay, we're done with the whole ending of life thing, all right? How about all of the above? Good. What was that movie? Grump- Who's in that movie? Grumpy Old Men? Matthew. Oh, and uh, Walter, Walter Matthau. Matthau and, right. um, and Jacqueline. Yes. Yeah. And Jacqueline. Yeah, that's me and Mikey. And then the uh, Rocky Stringer was in that one, too. Yes, he was. Burgess Meredith? Yep. Oh. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. And that then was, that was, Sophia Loren that, that was, was in the original Oswald Cobblepot. Wow, going back to the Oswald couple. Pop. What was wow. his name in uh, Rocky? Mick. Mick. Um, get in there, Rock. In there, Rock. Let me show you my cannelloni. <laughs> He's a wrecking machine, Rocky. I'll knock you into tomorrow. Yeah, I got it right here. Team invests method to shrink objects to nanoscale. Oh, yeah, I'm not even kidding. I'm going to go ahead and send this to you guys. It's legit. It's MIT. That's right, Bob. MIT. I used to have big dick and some. Now I have tic tac dick. Thank you very much. MIT. Jibro. <laughs> it's the tic tac dick part that gets me every time. Oh, my God. Oh, Nelly. So can I assume that we're just going to bypass any memories of christmas or anything you guys got as gifts we're just gonna let that let that fade away or we move well i got new pajamas as a subtle hint my family wants to retire the smiley pants pajamas how long have you had those oh i don't know 1822 (laughs) i don't know it's been a few years but they got me red plaids and i really look old i did get a pair of new slippers that are awesome they're like big mac daddy slippers and Pam said they're expensive. So that's the story of my life. I uh, I got a 
Well, I lose everything. So my wife got me these things. They're called tile tiles, and you put them on your key ring. I got four of them, and there's an app on your phone that connects Bluetooth or whatever. But if I if I lose my keys, I just go to the app on my phone and I push the button, and my keys will ring. Oh, so I have one in my in my uh, in my wallet, in my on my key ring, and uh, in my backpack. Do you have mittens with the little alligator clips to clip onto your wrist? Of course. All right. In your in your backpack, yeah. were you you in middle school here? Mm. What's what do you mean the Look backpack? Kid. They have <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. Can like, I get the wallet? Like you know, like you know, you can bring carry. You can carry around like a computer bag or like a briefcase. Right. Fuck right. that! I have a Swiss Gear backpack. It's a satchel. It's not a satchel. It's a fucking backpack. It's a it's a satchel. Does it go over your shoulder? Yeah. Or to go over both arms. Let's say this again. It's a backpack. All right. It comes with a lunchbox, though. It's a European carry-all. <laughs> All right. So, so, so move past uh, the the wonderful holiday season. Uh, before we get into it, anything else going on with you guys that we should be we should know about? Any? Uh, Mikey's done with bookings until he said what March of nineteen. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, I'm probably done till uh, WrestleCon. Yes. Okay. But you do still make appearances on podcasts, though, correct? Oh, yeah. People want to book you? Oh, yeah. I okay. just mean as far as actually hopping on a plane and flying somewhere. Do you take that steel biflex by any chance? What is that? It's a gimmick. It's uh, it's supposed it's supposed to help you with joints. Oh, like that glucosamine can chondritin stuff? No. Yes. What, you get it get roll those oh, joints? God. I got arthritis all over my whole body. That's why I need to roll joints if my job would let me. I'm telling you, I, I'm looking at this CBD oil. I confirm with my job that they will allow me to take this because there's no THC in it. Oh, yeah, it's a THC. What's, that's what yeah. they test for? What do they call it? What kind CBD. of CBD? Yeah, supposedly it uh, it works wonders. Headaches, Good. pain, crankiness. <laughs> <laughs> so if I talk to you next week and I'm like laughing up and down, having a good time, I probably start taking the CBD oil. Well, gentlemen. <clears throat> I had a couple things on my mind I wanted to ask you guys about this week. Are you uh, you ready to jump in here? <laughs> sure. Wait, what about it? Are we going to have an opening? Not all at once. Not all at we once. We had an opening. We didn't have an opening. I never got to say my no, opening. We've been talking for 20 minutes. I look forward to that opening. Well, well, go ahead. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland, and I'm joined by the former ECW heavyweight champions, the incomparable. The most underrated wrestler in the last 25 years, according to Dave Meltzer. Mr. Stop, Jerry stop, stop, stop. What? What? Wait, what? what? That was just getting Wrong good. With this. That was, I why, had more. Why are you saying something based on the opinion of one person? Well, no, it's a, it's a, I've done research on this. It's a general consensus that he is the most underrated wrestler and one of the best in the last 25 years. I oh, feel like I've said oh, this on numerous occasions. Why did you have to quote Dave Meltzer? As, as because if, as Dave if, and I had a conversation, his, and he agreed. As if his opinion is the gospel. Well, I'm not saying it's the gospel, but I'm saying Dave went ahead and he quoted me. He said, you know what? You're right. So, so you're looking for affirmation from Dave Meltzer? Quiet, Mikey. Let the sure. man talk. He said about Let you. the man talk. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen to this. I like I'm going to go over here and go fuck myself. You, you can take <laughs> must have got some ribs removed. Oh, my God. Wow, and joining him is no, another wait, former wait, ECW uh, heavyweight uh, champion. Hold it. Hold it. What? What? Did Mikey just leave now? I didn't leave. I'm fucking myself. Quiet. 
And what's this, Mikey, about uh, Deep Down Inside that Mary Poppins Returns is my favorite movie? <laughs> and I thought it would be to the theater. What was it? It was a blanket. Oh, uh, wasn't the movie? Whoa, wait, hold it. You took you took blankets to a movie theater? Yeah, we all did. Because it was one of those with the big cushy recliners. And I was hoping I would fall asleep during this movie. Hold on a second. What? Not a few steps left in me. So <laughs> when they tell you that you're finished and your chance to dance is done, that's the time to stand, to strike up the band, and tell them that you've just begun. So when life's a real piece super, you must choose to be a trumpet. Or your we're life comes to the I guarantee I downloaded that. Mary, Mary Poppins soundtrack just for you. See, I like the original much, much better. It had a way better soundtrack. Because you had, you know, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim churi. And a spoonful of sugar helps some medicine go down. Right? And the super all-time everyone loves. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? This is proving my theory now. <clears throat> What's your theory? I'm that you were, you were the one that wanted to see this movie. No, I didn't. Because you're in love with the first one and all the songs. Not really in love. You just know the songs. Why? I don't know. You don't like something unless you're in love. So you, you sang Neff Gusto. With <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I just because, I mean, I really did not like that, that Returns one. But I'm not some old Scrooge who doesn't like musicals. I mean, I grew up, I, I liked watching, uh, what was it called? Oklahoma and South Pacific. And that's probably before your time. But, you know, I've done, I've seen Cats. I've seen Phantom. You know, I'd even like to go see Wicked because I like that song, Defying Gravity. I saw, I saw Wicked with B. Arthur. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's true. <clears throat> no, that wasn't B. Arthur. No, sorry. It was the other one. The pervert for the Golden Girls. I knew all about Golden Girls. You can't pull that. And the, and the whole the, the whole theater stopped when she came on stage because she, she got applause just walking out. Wow. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm used to that, except they applaud when I leave. So, oh. yeah. Triple so, like fantastic with me. Stop that. <laughs> and then someone said, you should check out some of my matches on Ring of Honor. And you said, who? What? Exactly. I don't recall this. Oh, oh, it's it's on Twitter for the whole world to see. According, <clears throat> according to Dave Meltzer, Jerry has had six 4.75 matches. What the heck is that? Exactly. What the heck is that? It's almost a, it's almost a five star. Almost. Out of 10? No. Those are out of 10. <laughs> you guys are out of five. Mine are out of 10. Chipler Light Fantastic with me. Oh, stop. I was saying that Jerry is the most underrated performer in the past 25 years, and I'm the most overrated performer in the past 25 years. Mm -hmm. I think he hated me, Dave Meltzer. You think oh, so? He called me like a little green Mexican at one point. What? Yeah. What? what were you wearing? Not, 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 not <laughs> green. Yeah, he did not like me at all. I, I don't wow. think, I don't know if he ever said anything good. I, when we had when I had that match with Kidman in WCW, and Kidman had just come back from like a spring break type thing in Florida, 
he spent a week partying. And we had our match. And he forgot the first spot. And then he blew up, right? So I kind of had to lead the dance a little bit. Well, Melcher says, oh, they had a good match. But it it shows what a great worker Kidman is. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wow. Now, Kidman is great. Don't get, I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? But God forbid he give me a little credit that the match was was good because I helped. Nope. All Kidman. I I suck. That reminds me of a match I had at TNA with uh, Hoovy. They pull us in the office and they say, okay, Jerry, you're going to go over, but give Hoovy 75% of the match. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever you want. And then I read some reviews, something about uh, on the whole pay-per-view. And someone, I don't know who did it, but said something like, Hoovy really showed that he was the MVP of the pay-per-view. And I was like, oh, you're real smart, Mark, aren't you? Wow. Don't even know or realize I was told to give Hoovy 75% of the match and shine him up like a million bucks. Like what? And why does that make him the MVP? Because he can do moves? I guess. Like, it takes two people to do moves. It looks like a person just laying there, and you're diving on him, and, you, you know, it kind of takes two people. It still takes two if you're laying there. Because good luck having a match by yourself without someone else to wrestle. Hell, you know what? In what all reality, people who wrestle the shadows. In all reality, it takes three. You need a referee too. Good luck going out and having a match and actually winning without a referee there to make the pinfall. <laughs> Think trying it, Mikey. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of having it by myself. There are people who had the shadow. You do know that. That's a thing. The thing is the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. That's what I meant to say. Joey Janela has the Invisible Man on his shows. It was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Oh, didn't you say he got the biggest pop of the night? Yeah, well, I get to the, I get to the building, right? Because I got there late. I was just doing that, that clusterfuck match they had. And we start going over the match. And they keep saying, okay, well, the Invisible Man will do this. The Invisible Man will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking they're having like some surprise person. that They don't want anybody to know. They don't want to leak who it is. So we have the match and I'm waiting. And I see that on the lineup that the Invisible Man is, is up next. In this, in, this, in this Royal Rumble. I said, okay, cool. So I'm looking, here we go. And the Invisible Man's music plays, and there's really an Invisible Man. Let me rephrase it. There's not really an Invisible Man, but they really pretended that there was an Invisible Man. And you were had- expecting someone to start doing a ring entrance when the music hit? Yeah, like I thought that, you know, <laughs> it was like a surprise person. Yeah, but no, it was right, an Invisible right. Man. So Max, Max Feinstein and Ethan Page, they... They just start doing high spots with this invisible man. He like he like ducked the double clothesline and gave them like a double clothesline. They're taking bumps. I'm like, holy shit. And the people are going crazy. <laughs> so then they do a deal where Jimmy Lloyd hooks the guy for like a pile driver, the invisible man. And the commissioner runs out in New Orleans. Well, Jimmy gives this guy a jumping Paul Orner style pile driver. And the commission of, of Louisiana, who busted my balls, I had to have all my blood test results and everything else. And all this other stuff done comes out and kicks Jimmy Lloyd out of the match because the power driver is banned in Louisiana and he, he got kicked out of the match for doing a power driver. <laughs> Invisible but, Man. So even the commission was in on it. If I decided this coming, I'd have copyrighted the name Invisible Man and anyone wanted Invisible Man on their show, I would get the payday. So this Invisible Man goes out there, gets a fucking huge reaction to everything else. I go out there. I had I actually had to do something. I, I did that's when I did that Frankensteiner in jeans and Uggs. And fat. <laughs> <And> uh, <laughs> Look what I have to do. This, this oh. jabroni, the advantage, every fucking just goes out, doesn't have to do anything. You should have a hard time. Yeah. I said, what about the invisible man? I want to see his bus. 
So, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Now that all of the children have grown up. Well, Mike, you got awful quiet. Yeah, Mike. I think we're boring him to death tonight. No, I'm just listening. I'm just sitting back here and listening as my flu sinks into my system. Um, That's good. I I haven't pissed out of my ass again. That's good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you mean tinkle? I, tink, I had a good tinkle out of my butt. <laughs> that sounds so well, much well, okay. better. <laughs> I didn't say take a tinkle out you of your ass. Tinky. I said a tinky. Yeah. I had to do a tinky out of my hiney. If you're going to insult me, at least get it right. You know what really, really, let me ask you this question since we're on the, on the topic of going to the bathroom. We, we've talked about this once before. And this might sound kind of odd. No, no. But I think, not coming oh. from you. I, I think it's worth, <laughs> thank you. Now, I've been to several different places over the last several days oh. enjoying the, the, the holiday spirit. I stayed home. And you did. You did because you don't like anything to do with people Correct. or Christmas or trees or, or public bathrooms. Anything. Right. <laughs> so I went into this bathroom in, I think it was a Target. And there's people at the urinal who will drop trowel all the way down to their ankles at the urinal. Now, I find that to be a little alarming. <laughs> a little? <laughs> a little. Have you ever come across that before? No. Especially during the Christmas no, season. I, I think any other time is fine, but not during mm. Christmas. You know I've never I mean? even run across that in my entire life in a public restroom where someone drops everything right down to their ankles. No. Right down nope. to their ankles. Right, right there. My son did that when he was four. Well, right. I understand Children that. do that. Not grown adults. What if they know. wear sweat what if they wear sweatpants and they just happen to slip? Or what if they were interested in you or trying to give you a subtle hint? Were they giving me the Iggy? Quit using my gimmick. <laughs> All right, I do have some things I would like to go over here. So, right. if you, if you guys can uh, can pull yourselves together from your hover rounds and your metamucil, I would really. Ooh, that'll be tough. So, a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. I'd, I'd had some conversations with people on social media, and it was really interesting because at one point in time, many many moons ago, we talked about being a champion and what the belt signifies and what it means, and in in some cases. The belt can make the guy. In a lot of cases, the guy can make the belt, depending on the situation. So you both were the champion in ECW. Now, we've seen in like WCW or in WWE, the champion has to do a lot of extra things. Public appearances, have to go on local TV shows, that whole spiel. Did you guys ever have any additional commitments or obligations that you guys had to fulfill when you guys were champion? Or was it just based in the show? And then once you left, that was basically it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So even with Ring of Honor, Jerry, there was no other additional commitments. Like I have to go to here. I have to go meet these people. Mm -mm. That was it. Just, and here's, I'll tell you this, the bad thing about being the champion besides being on last and having to follow everything is uh, there's only one way to go once you're the champion and that's down. So for me, the chase was always the most fun part. Yes. Would they tell you guys in the beginning of a feud? Hey, by the way, FYI, let's say it's September by December, you're going to win the title at this show, do they tell you, do they forecast it that far out or you just go show to show 
And then on a whim, they decide who's going to get it and when, how does that all work out? Oh, I, maybe years and years and years ago, they would book stuff out, you know, a whole year or two years in advance, but that changed, you know, stuff's getting booked, you know, you're lucky if it's a week ahead of time nowadays, sometimes they'll just like Polly would show up at the building, pull out a notepad and a paper and a pen and all right, start booking the show. Yeah. He'd ask you, who do you want to work? <laughs> oh, I don't care. Wow. Yeah. So it was just, it was just like that, just that quick and that easy. Well, Paul and- had his main storylines that he, he knew what he was going with, but everybody else after that, you know, just fill the blanks. But wouldn't you think that the, that the world champion would, you know, it's the centerpiece of the show. Am I correct in making that <clears throat> assumption or is that not correct? Back in the day, maybe. I guess it, it depends on the promotion too. Do you feel like there was more buzz around other people who were champions? Like, and I'm not trying to take anything away, but like, let's say, you know, Mikey, you're the champion. And then versus Sandman, who's champion or versus Terry Funk, who's champion. I mean, obviously there's a little bit more of a lineage with Terry, but was there more of a buzz around it when I don't want to say more well-known names, but just people who've been in the industry longer had the championship. Did it, did it feel different? Like, Oh, they have it as opposed to well, this is when I had it. Well, I don't know, Mikey, if this was your case, but in, in my cases, usually all the time I was what you would call a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have it very long, but like I said, to me, the most intriguing part of the story is the chase for the championship. And if you do it right, then when it finally happens, it gets a bigger reaction and means more. Yeah, that's how mine was. I was never, you know, okay, we're going to put the belt on Mikey. He's going to be the the, the spotlighted performer in the company. No, that wasn't going to happen, you know. But the whole thing with the Sam and I chased, I mean, that was that was months, you know, before Paul Pipe finally pulled the trigger in October. Did you did you have a feeling at some point in time that, hey, ultimately this is what they're going to end up doing? Or did you think, well, we're just going to go with it. And if he puts it on me, great. If he doesn't, so be it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And then I thought, before I went in October from him, the night before I worked with Steve Richards and I put him over. So I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm not winning this battle tomorrow. You know, so I figured out, okay, well, that's it. And I, I guess Paul could tell I was, I was a little like uh, disappointed. He's like, what's the matter? I go, well, I just thought, you know, tomorrow would be, you know, I, I would finally get my win. I, I thought it'd be kind of cool. He goes, oh, well, you are. Oh, well, I put Steve over tonight. He goes, that's just to throw everybody off. We, we do that now. They th- we put you over. We put Stevie over you now. And then tomorrow they won't think you're going over. Oh, that's when people actually paid attention to stuff like that. I've heard from a lot of people, Vince has used that same mentality just to add in the element of surprise so people don't find it so predictable. Really? I find it very predictable. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. It was funny. Uh, I think it was a week before the pay-per-view when he, I was going to go over Justin for the title. Paulie asked me, says, uh, so how do you feel you're going to be getting that? the championship. And I think I, I gave him the wrong answer. I didn't think he wanted to hear. I said, uh, I said, well, you know, it'll be nice. It'll elevate me up to that next level, but I'm, I'm really hoping that the people bite on some of the false finishes. <laughs> and I think he was uh, just testing me to see if I was a mark for a belt. Now, can you guys tell which guys are brother? <laughs> <laughs> I am not instigating There's nothing to see. I didn't like the question. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and the reason why I also bring that up is because there's been many different shoot interviews that 
you know, people have said in the mid nineties that Bret Hart was the type of guy who would not look at it from a monetary standpoint, forget the raise, forget the contract extension. I'll be your $250,000 a year champion. And I guess in some ways it kind of surprises me. I mean, if you're not already financially established, why would you take a championship over financial security? If you, if you're not going to be the champion, but you're going to be able to work and you're going to be able to, you know, maybe garner some more money. But they said that he would work for, you know, a lot less to keep the strap on him. Is that more of an ego thing or is that more of a pride thing? Or how would you describe that's why he went? That's why he went to WCW for all that money. You'd be surprised though how many guys in the business care more about their egos than their pocketbooks. Like I get it if you're new to the business and it's maybe your first belt. I get it. But if, if you're established and been there a while, like, I don't know. But it, then again, like a lot of these guys that who were like that, I mean, they start, they, they were back when the business was treated more quote unquote real, you know, where, where being the champion actually meant something, you know, nowadays it's like, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. No, the belts now, get passed around too much nowadays, yeah. too fast, like a cheap hua. <laughs> Where'd that come oh from? <laughs> Gee, a cheap hua. <laughs> a cheap hua. That was, that was very New York, Jerry. <laughs> well, uh, I spent a lot of time out east. <laughs> like a fucking whore. <laughs> a cheap fucking whore. So uh, you had to throw the Effenheimer I, in there, didn't you? <laughs> well, if you're going to go to New York, you got to go full tilt. I guess so. I'm still working on that. I know. It's okay. Would you guys, as far as your, your pay, and I, you know, I know pay is a very personal thing, and I'm not going to go into what you guys made. Not enough. But yeah, would that uh, that's the truth. Not <laughs> enough. Would would you guys as a champion, was it like what we hear with with WWE? Would you guys get a percentage of the gate? Would you guys get a percentage of maybe a pay-per-view with being the champion, with you know, drawing power and whatnot? Um was that also added into that or was it no, this is this is what I get paid. This is a flat amount that I agreed upon whether I'm a champion or whether I am main event or curtain jerker. That, that's how it was for me. It was yeah. in the beginning, it was a nightly deal. And then, you know, it, it was a you know, weekly deal. So it never. Yeah. Same with me. Champion, no champion. It didn't make a difference to me. No. So when we hear these reports of, oh, well, you know, Cena, you know, wrestlers based their, how successful their year was based upon WrestleMania and their WrestleMania payoff. That was that is specifically just the way that company operates. Is that am I understanding that correctly, or was WCW in some way like that? I mean, Hogan had a deal like that. If the pay per view did better, he'd get more money. But for the most part, everybody you were on a guarantee, and that's what you got. It used to be in WWF. You know, everyone if you're on a pay per view, you got a percentage, and I'm sure it was uh, based on well, first of all, who you were, and probably. And I would think how high up on the card you were too. Yeah. But that may have all changed since they started the WWE network and everything gets, you know, everyone can watch all the pay-per-views for free now if you had subscribed to the network. So when it came to like merchandise and, and I know there was um, a WWE special they did on the network and it was the, and I know we talked about unauthorized real story of ECW. And they were talking about which performers also did double duty with working in the office. We talked about how guys would work in the school. We talked about who would book the building, which was something that Bubba did. And he collected the money at the end of the night. But when it came to like merchandising, 
were you guys, was that something that had to be written into your contract when it came to ECW or was it just, Hey, if at intermission or whatever, Mikey sells a shirt for 20 bucks, he gets all 20 or was it a deal where the company gets so much, you get so much. And then at the end of the night, you, you check in with somebody or how did that necessarily work? For me, the company got it all. Yeah. For me. Yeah. For me too. But at the time I was happy just to get a weekly guarantee. So. Yeah. I never, they, they never, I mean, I know Jerry had a shirt. An ECW shirt. I didn't see a cut of it though. Yeah, I never. I, I had one in like '95. I had one, but when it was at the end, where it was like, okay, well, you you have a contract and stuff like that. I didn't have a shirt, so I, you know, so, I don't even. I, did you get a cut of the action figures or the video games either? I didn't. Nope. nope. I got paid for the video games. Well, I did the motion caps. Oh, okay. So I got I got that deal. Okay, so let's let's pause it right there for a second. So when you talk about the video games itself. I get. I guess just the layperson asking the question. They're using my likeness. They're using w- what I am to go ahead and sell this product. Why am I not getting some? Was that something that you needed to speak up for and say, "Hey, look, you're going to do this. I want to get X amount," or was it already pre-written in your contract that, "Hey, we have ex- ex- exclusive rights to do whatever we want to do with the Mikey Whipwreck character or with the Jerry Lynn character. And that's just the end of story. My contract was basically, it was a, a full rights buyout. So anything I did with ECW, Paul had rights to it. And anything that he did with my name, he had rights to it. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Looking back now, do you guys wish that that wasn't the case or looking back, are you okay with the way that was, that went down? We, I don't think we had a choice because the money wasn't there. Yeah, we Paul could have gave me a contract for a million dollars. Didn't have the money. Right. Even with what we were getting, the checks were, you know, bouncing. Even with the claim, I think a claim went bankrupt. Yeah. You know, we we never got money from them, you know, so it was just one of those. And with the pay-per-views, you know, like I said, it was, we had a weekly deal. Pay-per-view, non-pay-per-view, house show, TV, didn't matter. In theory, I got my money regardless. I I say in theory because we didn't always get the money. Right. But... I didn't like the video game anyway. My guy moved too slow. Whoever did the the motion for my guy. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do the mocap for Jerry Lynn. Oh, hold on. Let me put put these rocks in my shoes. (laughs) I can can see them trying to call Jerry on set. Where is he at? Where is he at? Oh, I think he went to bed. Oh, really? I I was never. I think he went to bed. I meant doing the motion cap. They said, okay, Mikey, we want you to run like Big Sal. Oh my God! I, I went, Wait a minute! Why are you asking me? <laughs> you go, well, we, you know, we, you know. I said, all right. So I, I try to run, like, like, because no, Mikey, you have to run like a big fat person. <laughs> wow! I, go, what? He, I said, oh, as opposed to a, a little fat person. <laughs> <laughs> but I never like big sound. Like I like this really over exaggerated, slow and lumbering. Oh no! I'm going. This is terrible. Nobody runs like this. Oh no! And they probably loved it. And like, oh, that's great. Can you do it again? More animation. <laughs> like, yeah, if you want me to. So it was, I, was, I was running like really like a uh, a really big fat person in slow motion. <laughs> almost like almost like, it was, like I was on the moon. <laughs> just just as a random. Off question. Had any of or either one of you ever met Mabel? Yeah. Yeah. Who was bigger, Mabel or Big Zhao? Oh, wow. 
That's a tough one. I almost think Mabel. I think Mabel is taller. Yeah. I can't even begin to imagine a human being that big. Like I was watching, I was watching ECW and I, I was seeing Big Sal and I thought he's ridiculously not, not fat. That's not, that's not the, the angle I was looking at it from. He's just a big person in general. And holy crap. I mean, he just dwarfed everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he dwarfed big dick. Beg your pardon. <laughs> Come on. I need to dwarf a big dick. <laughs> That's true. You know how you dwarf a big dick? MIT. You call it MIT. I sent you the article, so that's I'm not pulling that out of my ass. It's real. Zap you with your laser. From my ass. <laughs> oh my god. Can I put everything in that in that laser's path except my willy? <laughs> so it would shrink everything around it? Oh, you want to look like that insect that hit the windshield? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Mikey, when you said the clutch was still attached to your head. Yeah. It reminded me of South Park episode with the conjoined fetus lady. Do you ever <laughs> see that one? <laughs> I, oh I think so. Uh, sounds very familiar. Yeah, where she had a dead fetus attached to the outside of her head. Remember that episode? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think we need a shirt with you, Mikey, oh. with the clutch attached to the side of your head that says conjoined clutch man instead of conjoined fetus <laughs> lady and have it with you looking like a like South Park figure. <laughs> oh my God. You know, they do have both of you as South Park images. You do know that, right? I think a couple fans have given me pictures of that. A couple yes. different versions. My, right. Have you seen yours, Mikey? No. I'm going to have to send it to you right now. Oh, my God. I didn't know where you were going that with for well, a second. I you think there. that's a good idea for a oh. shirt? Hey, we can ask people. Join Clutch Man. If you, th- if you guys think that's a good idea, let us know. It could be no worse than a fucking <laughs> drop pie shirt. <laughs> drop pie shirt. That's hot. Shirts are picking up in sales. I tell you what, Mikey, you should be excited about that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have a big announcement about shirts before the end of the episode, so make sure you don't go anywhere. Do. Details coming soon. We do. Big, big news. Big news. Big news. Oh, yeah. I'm not fucking Huge. calling anybody. <laughs> that was called a tease. and um, I'll do the calling. Are we going to get these people on or what? Call one uh, right now. You want me to try to get a hold of somebody right now? Call somebody right now. Just see if they answer. I, I have no problem doing Wait, that. Wait, hold, hold on. on. Let me pull hold up on. my. Can we disconnect them from the call? We can We can drop them after I we're could. done. Yeah. All right, Boy, he's on. already. <laughs> we don't even have the person on the phone yet. And he's like, fuck them. Yeah. As soon as they come on, fuck them. Let's get rid of them. I don't give a shit. I don't even fucking like Christmas. Drop them like it's hot. All right. Drop them like it's hot. My I'm saying it. What's there? We talk to them, you know. You're just gonna say, "Hey, how you doing?" It's thanks for supporting the show. Really su- appreciate that. Oh my <laughs> god! I don't think he's he told me in a conversation that he's not been diagnosed with dwarfism. It's just his gimmick. My computer's a little slow from all the furry porn. So hold on. Oh, oh lord. Oh really? Like that's the low point in the conversation yeah. tonight? Yeah, it's oh. fucked up. Yes. Because it's fucked up. You know, I am deliberately not eating anything right now. 
what really right, was messed so, up was when you showed us the picture of you in the costume with the hole in the ass, and you were holding the head in your arm instead no, of no, ho- no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold, no, 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 hold on, Jerry, don't mean to cut you off here. Hole in the ass? There was no hole in the ass. You said I had a hole in the ass in case you had to, uh, you know, poop. I said there was a hole in the front in case I had to pee. You don't poop when you're in a Halloween That's costume. That's tanky. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. All right, let me see what I can get here. Let me pull this up. Mikey, what do you want to talk about? What now? You and me? Well, he's doing that. I don't know. I thought we were just going to wait. Oh, okay. Dead air is good for ratings. (laughs) It is? All right, we got him. We got him. Let's see if he's going to answer. Well, I'm I'm going to dial him on up, so just hold on. Let's go. Here we go. By the way, I should probably tell you who who it is before we, you know. It's Michael Kaskavillich. Oh, Michael Kaskavillich. What shirt did he buy? Who cares? Are you ready for the are kill fucking, switch? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you are literally going to throw all these questions at yeah. me? He bought a shirt. By the way, I hope he's not offended. The, the title of this chat is Santa's Coming to Town. All right. Mike, what? he just wants to make sure your finger's on that kill switch. Oh, it's, it's there. <laughs> Michael Kaskavillich. Yeah, what shirt did he buy? I'm not 100% sure. He bought a shirt. We'll ask him. He should know. He bought it. Hello. Right. Hello. Is this Michael? Uh, is this Michael? Yeah, I don't even try the last name, brother. Uh, it, it, hey, trust me. I was probably going to botch it. Uh, Mike Friel in Front Row Material here with Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm actually downstairs uh, playing WWE 2K14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> phone, nice. Phone call's over. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Mikey, listen, let me tell you. I at least created you and put you in the game. It, it, they only put me in the one, 2016. Yeah, I don't play that one. I'm poor. I'm poor. I got four kids. I can't. The call is over. The call is over. <laughs> Mike, what's what shirt? Up, what, so what, what shirt did you? What shirt did you buy? I bought the uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, good. Nice. You guys, if you draw, if you bought the drop pie shirt, this call is definitely over. No, I don't. Jerry Lynn, you know, I figured my shirt might disappear one day. And I wouldn't know where it went. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've had enough shirts stolen from me on indie shows I had a great uh, shirt from Ricky Morton that said got mullet and it was an awesome shirt and someone stole it well that sucks yeah so Mikey you have that shirt well I got mullet yeah I took it from Jerry that's what <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah uh, so you guys want to hear stories or what go ahead tell me a story make right. me laugh I need to PCW laugh. story. Okay, so I live in the town right next to Shane Douglas. I see him at the coffee shop all the time. So anyway, I used to go to CCBC to see your TV shows. I never made it there for like November to remember. Do you remember the dome? Yep. Okay. The golden dome. The gold. Yeah. yeah don't ask why. I'm with community college. Uh, so <laughs> I, I get wait. I get tickets. This is back when it was Balls Mahoney's. I don't remember what year it was, but we got row side seats. And I had a friend with me, and, and, and we were sitting there, and he was kind of hyper. And Alfonso comes out, and he's blowing that whistle. I hated blowing, that whistle. And blowing. And he got in my face and blew the whistle. And my crazy friend next to me hawked a loogie right in his face, oh. and it was dripping down his nose. Oh, and he tried to jump what? over. And I didn't know if any of you guys ever heard that story, but that was me and my buddy. Oh. Oh. No, but there were nights when I was wrestling Rob, I would ask Fonzie before the match, can we take it easy on the whistle tonight? 
Because they would drive me nuts. I can't even want. I watch the replays. I got to hit the mute button. <laughs> I'm trying to watch Sabu do crazy stuff, and he's that whistle in my ears. I'm like, dude, I got to put it on mute and watch it on mute. <laughs> nice. So anyway, unfortunately, the kid who did that just OD'd on heroin about two weeks ago. Wow. We're, we're struggling with that here in this area pretty bad. That's what I heard. So, uh, and, and my other story is, uh, I love the show, by the way. You guys just oh, caught me off guard. Oh. I'm in the middle of like taking care of my kids and everything. My wife's leaving me alone in the room. She knows how much this means to me. Unlike oh, the, Jerry. The, the video game? Wife comes in and out whenever she wants. <laughs> 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 and wow. uh, th- before I get into that, I have to tell you, I'm driving home from an electrical job on a back road. And I'm laughing my ass off when you try to bend over and pick up that bone for your dog. <laughs> I almost had to pull over that fucking dog I tried to be nice I put my arm on the chair and the chair slipped out from under me I fall into the fucking crate hurt myself so uh, I don't know if you know it or not but I'm the one that called you Matt Pinfield on, on Twitter I'm sorry this call's over this is the third time hey. but I, did I not apologize and explain to you I'm you not did. making fun of you yes, it you was did. just a weird coincidence yeah, that I saw on Twitter and I said, he looks kind of like that guy because your head's shaved. And, yeah. Yeah. I know you're not as skinny as you were back in the day. How are you bigger now <laughs> than you were when you were a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. You know what? That doesn't make any sense. It's just like uh, King Kong Bundy, you know? Like, how do I kick him off? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mike, you're, you have been, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. Jerry, Thanks, uh, Rob Van Dam, those guys meant a lot to me as a teenager. I'd stay up till midnight because they put it on the air here in Pittsburgh at like midnight on some weird channel, I remember. Well, you lucked and, out. I couldn't yeah. watch. I had to wait till two o'clock in the morning to watch it when I was in WCW. It might have been two in the I don't remember. I just remember staying up really late. And then they started coming to CCBC. And actually, side story, Shane Douglas's wife was my homeroom teacher in high school at the time. Wow. Oh, geez. And he would come in and out, you know, we're in gym class and stuff, and everybody would kind of run to him and whatnot. But anyway, long story short, that's how I found out. She told us in class that they were coming. And I was like, who? And she said, ECW. I said, no kidding. Well, I can say shit. All right. Cool. Um, So anyway, that whole thing gets set up. And I'm Mikey. I don't know, Jerry. I don't know if you were around at this time yet. But there was a 99 cent store in the Beaver Valley Mall. My best friend was the manager of that store, sadly. And uh, you guys all hung out in the back. Shane had set it up. Do any of you guys remember that? That was before Um, my time. I don't think I was there. Okay. Well, at least, hey, I had two stories. Give me some credit. Cool. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Hey, you know what? You you are our first caller, and uh, Michael, you set the bar high, Michael. Yeah, you know, I, hey, I listen all the time, man. I listen to the Triple Threat podcast, listen to you guys. I listen to We Watch Wrestling, What's Wrong With Wrestling. You get a little bit of everything with everybody, and I think it's pretty cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for buying that shirt. Dude, thanks for yeah, buying I love the shirt, man. Thank My you, wife Rich. keeps saying, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd that come from? And I bought it. <laughs> goddamn business where i got it from okay you're just gonna... hey wait well, i will tell you this she did look at me and she goes that is like a nighttime shirt right <laughs> that's something my wife would say yeah yeah so and, and i gotta wow. say the one when jerry's wife came in and said you said it would only be a half hour and it's been i was remodeling a bathroom and i'm going it sounds like my ex-wife is behind me like nothing says to chill up my spine than uh, women setting time frames for us men to have fun. Oh yeah. 
There you I go. Fucking hate, there you I go. fucking hate it. And my new wife, which is 10 years younger than me, is completely cool. Look, she left me alone. The kids are screaming downstairs. She doesn't bother me one bit. Nice. She's a keeper. Yeah. So anyway, before you guys hang up on me, Mikey, don't be so hard on yourself. We all love you. You know, when we were young, we watched you go out there and put your body on the line. Now you're entertaining us again. People just want to talk to you, man. They're just, they're even if they're corny or goofy, just try to think about it from our perspective and don't right. be nervous. I appreciate it. I do appreciate the support. Yeah. And the show's hilarious, guys. You guys are really setting the bar between, like I said, the Triple Threat podcast versus yours versus some others. The comedy is just on point. And your you guys' flow is on point. We're not trying to set a bar or anything. We're just being ourselves. Oh, Jerry, you're still there. I wasn't. I wasn't done. <laughs> that, oh, oh, that's it. That's Your wife this call. You to go to bed yet or what? He'll switch engage. Oh man, Michael, hey, thank you so guys. much for your time, hey, brother. Thanks, we buddy. appreciate hey, you. Good talk. See, See ya. Yeah, take care. Bye, guys. That was really cool. So that's our first caller. And once I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I'm sure I'll butcher it. But uh, Michael, thank you so for, so call much some, for call somebody on the program. Else. I'm in a good call somebody good else. Group. All right, let's let's do it right now. And you know what? Let us know how you feel after we talk to you. Go to iTunes, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, and uh, go ahead and do hashtag FRMPod and go ahead and include Mikey and Jerry on all of your social media tweets as well. We would love to go ahead and uh, and hear from you about your experiences with they us. Don't need, they don't need all right, all here we tweets. go. If it doesn't pertain to me, I don't mention. need to know what they have for dinner. They don't have to tell me in that. That's fine. Okay. My, we'll my wall will then. blow up with tweets. I have nothing in. Never mind. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's see what Mike we got. Mike good. Let me see Look, if this, I... This next person is going to attack the phone. This is Philip Cozart. Philip, we are calling you right now. Philip Cozart. So let's see what happens with Philip. And I'm dialing. I feel like Matt should add in some like some catchy like uh, jingle music as we're waiting for the person. To oh, jingle pals, jingle pals, jingle all the way. Never thought I'd see the day where I'm begging for elevator music. <laughs> Jerry, yes, go start. We were not able to get a hold of Philip. Should we try another one? One more. All right, we're gonna try Mr. Josh Ritter. We're not. We're not. Josh we're, we're not Ritter. calling Philip again, are we? Well, I don't know. We didn't leave a voicemail. Oh, there's, there's no proof that we called. Well, I mean, obviously, outside of the recording that he knows that we tried to yeah, call. No, we'll, we'll try it again. Okay. I mean, Triple me Life Fantastic. Beat me. All right. We are going to try Josh Ritter. I'm going to dial him better right answer. Now. Here we go. He's in Shemokin, wherever the word Shemokin is. That's Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. He's a neighbor of yours. He's Shemokin. Oh. Here we boy. go. <laughs> Here we go. We're dialing up Josh Ritter in Shemokin. Once again, anytime Matt wants to start up this music just to kind of kill some time, we would appreciate that. Sing your Shemokin. Or not. <laughs> Still upset that I never got to finish my open, but whatever. Well, you get to do the close. At least I can you know, recover there. All right. Looks like we were not able to get a hold of Josh Ritter either. But remember, guys, we're not done. We will be reaching out to you in some capacity, and uh, we'll make sure that you you get your said call. All right. Getting back to the conversation here. So we were talking about, you know, different paydays and, and what would happen and as far as contracts were concerned and you know, as far as merchandise. You guys had both explained that Paul had complete control over the rights of your characters. Now, when it comes to right now, does that mean everything is transferable over to 
WWE? Or how does that work since the company dissolved? Does that mean it comes back to you or does it go to the WWE because they bought ECW? I think it goes to them. Yeah. They they have the rights to everything. So, well, I can use my name. Jerry can use his name, obviously. Yeah, because it's my real name. It's his name. But it's not a gimmick. But if we'd have had a gimmick name, then they could keep it. We couldn't use it. I don't think they're I don't think they really enforced that, though, with the ECW guys. Well, I'm sure you've heard of indies using someone's picture and then using their WWE name on the poster and WWE sending them a cease and desist letter. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the ECW guys. Oh, ECW. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't think I don't think they really. You know, things I don't do it. I don't think they I don't think they busted anybody's chops okay. about, about their names. But here's my question. Who cares? Vince, you're a billion dollar company. Why in the hell do you want to dick around with somebody who's just trying to make a buck? Like, what does it matter at this because, point? Is it a pissing contest? Yes. Yep. I mean, how juvenile is that shit? Oh, like, it is. Let it go. It is. But it, it continues to go on. But what do you do? Nothing. They're not paying us anyway. Right. <laughs> no royalties for us. Well, there's been a topic that's come up on social media, and it's come up over the years when it comes to the WWE Hall of Fame. And, you know, there's there's a group of people who say, you know what, it's just another show. It doesn't mean anything. And then you have some people who say it means a lot. So let me ask both of you, would it mean something to you or is it just another payday? Go, go ahead, Mikey. Uh, I'm sure it's cool for the guys that they get to be put in. You know, getting knowledge and things like that. I'm not gonna, you know, take that away from anybody. But when you when you look at who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not, you know, you, you kind of see it for what it is. It's it's whatever Vince decides, whatever kind of mood he's in. Yeah, and and that's it. And if you've pissed him off or not, and it's like it to me, I compare it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, also that also has rap groups and pop stars and stuff. It's not really a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a music Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you can figure like like Judas Priest isn't in there. Seriously? You know. How about Iron Maiden? Are they in there? I don't think so. Yeah. It is what it's an interesting discussion. It is what it is. You know, for the guys that are in there, great. Not gonna take away anything from anybody that's in there. You know, but but there are plenty of guys that deserve to be on there that aren't. Do you think that the ECW alum who are in there are in there? Because they did convert over and become a WWE brand before their career retired. So that's how they ended it. Of course. Who's in there? So you, the Dudleys. Well, the Dudleys are correct. But you, are you saying that you think that had they not gone ahead and, and come over to WWE, they would not have been inducted in as one of the best tag teams? No. No. I mean, and I know it's, it was a extremely short stint. Rock and Roll Express. But they should be in. I mean, that was uh, – well, I'm just saying, like, they were not staples of the company. They were not a Vince creation. And, and obviously no, neither were the Dudleys, but the point is is that they were not a long-term product that was in Vince's show. So it just kind of begs the question, well, if you're going to put somebody in there from, like, you know, Memphis or Smoky Mountain Wrestling, then what differentiates it from putting someone in from ECW? Nothing. No. And the only reason they're doing that is if they don't do that, they'll run out of people to put in there. I'm I'm getting just by default process of elimination. When you think of when you think of some of your colleagues in ECW, would you say because he did spend time in WWE, he did work behind the scenes, he was a producer, 
um, our producer or an agent, do you think Tommy will eventually get in? That wouldn't surprise me at all. No, me neither. Uh, Mike, I just yes. got a text from the person you tried to Skype said to try him again. Here we go. All right. Hope he's ready. Josh Ritter, we're coming to you. Hello, is this Josh yes, Ritter? Sir. Josh, you've been Mike Freeland with uh, Jerry Lynn and Mike. Hey, how Hibbrand. are you guys? Good. What's up? Not much. I uh, told him to have you Skype. I'm probably about as bad as Jerry is. So I, <laughs> I don't think you can get that bad. <laughs> hey, you're already here, so that's good. Well, when I actually got to make sure I get Skype okay and have to ask Jerry for advice, I'm sure it's bad. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's way bad. Because I have to ask my 12-year-old daughter. Uh, but I, I have to ask my kids for everything. They know how to use an iPhone better than I do. Mm-hmm. These kids today are smart. So, Josh, what shirt did you get? Uh, I got the uh, the basic front row material, Jerry and Mikey. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So, I got I got that for my kids. So Awesome. Free advertising. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, I, I was going to get the pie face one. Oh, you know what? <laughs> but then I'll have to sit there and explain it to my son with the whole meaning of it. And he's only eight. So <laughs> and, and, and then I'll have to break out the video and show it to him. He might enjoy that. He, he would. But <sighs> then. uh then I'll have to explain to him a whole list of that's not how you take a bump. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I love listener calls. Uh, so, this Ritter guy was better on the TV show. Two broads. <laughs> Three's company, two. Oh, hey, does anybody actually remember the actual words to that song? Come and knock on our Come and knock door. on our door. We've been waiting for Someone's you. Someone's waiting for you. Where the kisses hers are hers and hers, hers and hers, his and his, three's company, company too. I'm lick on my knobball. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I have two dogs of my own, and I just, I just couldn't come around doing that to them. <laughs> it, 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 it's bad enough the wife actually sits there and sometimes makes me feel like I got non balls. <laughs> yeah. Was he awesome. flopped down and spread his legs and go take a look at these bad bad boys, huh? <laughs> oh look what I have and look what you do. <laughs> oh man. Do you uh, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite episode or any favorite bit that you really liked that we've done so far? Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I would have to say I told Jerry it was the one with the uh the camel toe. Oh, camel toe was up there, but uh, actually it was down there. But <laughs> hey, yo! Oh. It was the one with the uh, Mick Foley and the uh, oh. the ECWs. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my yes. goodness! I, I was laughing so hard. I told myself I can no longer listen to the show while I'm driving to work because I almost went off the side <laughs> of the road. You know, you know, many people have said that a lot. A lot a of lot. people. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Mikey, according to you, that one person listening. <laughs> yep, one person. They just repeated it over and over. That's right. Let, let's, get, let's get a Mick. Let's get a Mick. Let's get a Mick for, for Josh on the line. Why? Well, he likes Mick. Yeah. Well, te- technically, I like Gary. 
Oh, great. Oh, no. Don't encourage Mikey. There you go. Don't encourage me. Come on, Mikey. How about give me a Jerry Lennon impersonation? Oh, Lord. Oh, this is good. I like this, Josh. I don't have a Jerry Lennon impersonation. Yes. Yes. Eh. That's pretty well. Jerry, I know, Jerry, that when you type in Mikey, you spell my name wrong. I'm sorry. I noticed that. What do I M-I-K-I-E. Okay, so it's E-Y? <laughs> well, yeah, duh. Well, uh, <laughs> I kind of thought he might have been spelling it Mickey and a mouse popped up. I hate when, I hate when people do that. <laughs> okay, I will stop. I didn't know you hated well, that. Well, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, was that Mikey that. or is that Jerry talking? It wasn't me. <laughs> oh I'd have to squeeze God. my non-balls to get my voice that high. That was fucking well, amazing. My wife took my balls. That's why I get that high. Well, that's right. Oh, Jeez. my God. <laughs> huh? Oh, my God. Are you <laughs> I want to say this oh. right now. Josh and Michael are the highlights of this episode so far. Thank you guys for saving this episode. We're going to put well, them on the payroll. We, we give them a cut of the shirts, too. We should. Put that down to 38 cents. <laughs> <laughs> that's before coupon. Oh. Wait, wait. There was a coupon? Oh gosh. So now we're down to getting the same cut on merch as we were in ECW, Mikey. Zilch. Yes. That's all right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for spending some time this evening with us and, and letting us have some fun with you, dude. We really appreciate hey, it. Hey, I appreciate it. And Jerry, yes. I'm I told you before, I'm gonna tell you again. You gotta tell about the no bump matches. Oh, when Lance was on, did we not talk about it or no? I think we 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 grazed upon it, but to really go into it, yeah, that's something I would like to hear as well. Was he a fucking cow? <laughs> grazed, <laughs> grazed on it. Look, look at the udders on that one. <laughs> Gosh, I think. All right, Jerry's already up past his bedtime as it is right yeah. now, so. Josh, you, you've successfully kept him up past the 10 o'clock hour. Oh, well, that's the first. It is. No kidding, you're still here. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's flipping through his magazine looking for a hover round, right, Jerry? Oh, a rascal. A rascal, that's right. My bad. Oh, all right, dude. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We got to get here to brush his teeth and put his this new uh, crab tree. Christmas pajamas on. I'm glad you on. didn't say put my new teeth in. Oh, God, we're not going there. All right, dude. Keep listening and, and uh, keep supporting us. We appreciate okay, it, Okay, thanks. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Josh. See ya. Let the good times roll, I'm, boys. I mean, we, we got, that's a lot. <laughs> These guys were awesome. Was it good for you? Left me wanting more. No. All right. Well, it looks like it's that witching hour where Jerry starts on and Mikey starts to having thoughts of Parm John dancing in nope, his head. Keto, so baby. Sh- sh- oh, that's right. We didn't get to talk about that. So let's briefly talk about this real quick. How are you feeling right now on the keto diet? And uh, how many LBSs are we down? Uh, I don't know. I, I struggled a little bit over the Christmas holiday. This fucking sh- shit fest that it was. <laughs> but yeah, no, not, oh. not bad. My, my uh, pants are getting baggy. So, so far, so good. Nice. That's very Indeed. good. And Jerry, you're, you got impending hip surgery coming up. Uh, was it on the 7th, I want to say, the of ninth. January? 9th. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. You know, after the surgery, the first uh, episode we do, I'll probably be highly medicated and 
don't be alarmed if I start sounding like Cartman when he thought he was a Vietnamese hooker. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be this I is great. Wait. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, well, if you guys are digging the show, then go ahead and cruise on over to iTunes and give us a review. Show us some love. Let us know what your thoughts are on the show. You can also go ahead and cruise on over to FRM Pod, and that's over on Twitter. And you can find Mikey Whipwreck at, I'm just going to do it, Mikey Whipwreck underscore. And you can find Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And remember, if you want to continue to get, yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. We're everywhere. Oh. We're like Visa. If you want to get your official not like, not front like row material. Tell us about smacking on Never mind. I mean, Kojak. Yeah. Yeah. Kojak he's, with the lollipop. Yeah. He used, he used to do the uh, Diners Club International credit card. Okay. That nobody took. <laughs> exactly. All right. If you're enjoying it, go ahead and get yourself a T-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com. You can put in either Mikey Whipwreck or Jerry Lynn, or you can put the show in itself, front row material, and you can go ahead and get yourself a shirt. Once again, please ignore if there happens to be a coupon. Just go ahead and exit out of your browser and go right back in and make yourself a purchase, and you may hear from us in the near future. All right. For Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn, who has got more four-star matches according to Dave Meltzer. Oh, but that's not of, here nor there. 20. I actually have all the stats on my screen right now. I'm looking at them. I will tweet them out so you can no, see. What them. are they? Ma- what? What's what? You want the stats yeah, right now? give me one. Oh, for the love of You said you have it on your screen right now. What's so hard about it? I have it on my cell phone. Okay. I have it on my cell phone. Keep your, keep your pants and on. And begin. Right. Who do you want me to go to first? Jerry. You Jerry. or him? Jerry. All right, here we go. Um, gosh, Jerry's got a lot of them. So if we're going to go to his first four, he got four and a quarter stars, four and a quarter stars. It was Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn at Hardcore Heaven 99 on May 16th. And that got four and a quarter stars. That's it? Four and a quarter? We're at Hardcore Heaven in 99? I almost died. Keyword, Jerry. I don't, (laughs) I, I, I was about to say it didn't exactly happen. Um, which is a good thing. And then let's see. Ooh, you got a half star. On a ooh, match. Ooh, ooh. That must be one with my, with me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you were on nitro on December 23rd, 96. <laughs> Ray Mysterio defeated ooh. you. I have. St- oh, I'm sorry. You, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Is I'm sorry. Me? I'm sorry. Ray Mysterio and Mr. JL got three and a half stars. That was Jushin Liger. God, you're terrible. God, why why do you keep this shit up? <laughs> um, you got let's see here. So it was Conan and Laparka and Mr. JL. You guys uh went against Chavo, Chris Jericho, and Super Kalo at the Clash of the Champions on January 21st, 97. And you got three and a half stars on that one. It's pretty good. Where did you get? Oh, okay. Here's here's one of your here low points. Oh. Uh it was Chris Chetty and Jerry Lynn defeat Little Guido and Tracy Smothers. I just watched this. Living Dangerously, 1998, May the 1st. That got 1.5. Well, and I was still learning. Still learning? Yeah. We, you were 30 we, you, years you, in. <laughs> you were in the business a long time. What do you mean learning? Uh, um, yeah, so 4.25 was was probably your did you get a 4.5 let's see 
even my retirement match, I was still learning. Oh, here's a match you did really, really good on. This one, well, this is what you're known for, but or one of the things you're known for is the X division. It was AJ Styles versus Jerry Lynn, Loki, and Psychosis. And it got four and a half stars from Melzer. Nice. That's pretty... I watched that match. That was pretty... All right, let's go on to Mikey's. Mikey's highest rating was an 0.75, so three quarters of a star. <laughs> and let's start off with his first match. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I think he just stole my gimmick. Oh, I think he told me to fuck off, and that was beautiful. He stole my gimmick. I can't... He uh, did. Uh, oh. That's gimmick, that's gimmick infringement that right is. there. I think if he does something like that, you get a portion of his 25% of the That's company. it. I'm hot. I'm out of here. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Now everyone's gone? I'm just... It sounded like someone threw a microphone. I am all by myself. This... Wow. All right. Well... For uh, the two old farts, my name is Mike Freeland. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I can be found at Mike Freeland. Spell it with just one E. I'm not giving anything away. That's M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Uh, I love to engage with people on social media like Twitter and on Facebook. Until next week, if, uh, if, if they decide to come back again, this is Mike Freeland, and we'll catch you next week on Front Row Material. dark day suddenly everything goes pitch black you're driving blind what evil lurks in the gloom what hides in the shadows around that corner beyond that bend will you ever feel safe again of course you will come to halfords we fit new headlight bulbs on the spot from just eight pounds and we're open late seven days a week find your local store now at halfords.com Ready for winter's worst? Ready for anything. Halfords. For life's journeys. Bulbs sold separately. Selected vehicles only. In most stores. Opening times vary. What's that, boy? Dad! Over there! Is that a Yeti? It's just his hair, son. At last! Saved after all these years! Stuck up this cursed mountain, licking moss with only a crow for a friend. How'd you find me? Just walking the dog. Need a lift back down? Room for a crow? Adventures never far with the Land Rover Discovery Sport. Now £339 per month on Land Rover personal contract hire. Oh, heated seats. Land Rover. Above and beyond. Initial rental £4,068. 48th month term. Subject status. 8,000 miles per annum. Conditions apply. Offer ends 31st of March. Participating retailers only. Such Land Rover offers.